Welcome to the GeoMob podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, be it for fun or profit. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the GeoMob podcast. I am delighted to welcome back my friend Alexis Batla who, to the podcast, who is a repeat guest. Alexis was here with us about a year ago, a little over a year ago in... February of 2020, late February, we talked. And Alexis is, of course, the CEO and founder of a company called Avuxi, which at that time was focused primarily on travel tech. Since then, they have expanded out to other industries. He's presented at Geomob, both in London and in Barcelona. And little did we know, as we spoke last year, Alexis, one of our very first episodes, right before the most momentous event in in travel industry history ever. So so why don't we start with you very briefly introducing yourself for those that don't know us, and then let's dive into the story of what life was like in a travel tech startup over the last year. Uh, thank you, Ed. Pleasure to be back here. Yes, uh, my name is Alexis, and uh, I founded, I'm this is currently the CEO of startup, a company called Avuxi, and uh, we have a range of products that we call location context products, which are seen around the internet on different uh, websites under the brand name of Top Play. So essentially what we do is to focus on processing a lot of location data and bringing up that location context in a way that it's easy for humans to understand what a specific location is like. And wait, get, well, give us, like, how, how is that then used? Like, uh, I know you have a lot of heat maps and kind of overlays and things like that. And, and you were focused pretty much right. on the travel industry, right? You had some big name travel customers at that time. Maybe give us the context as we headed into the, into March of last year. Right. Yes. When I say location context, it's pretty much not just the data or, you know, some specific points, but it's uh, more of uh, an understanding of uh, a location. So let's say, imagine whenever we travel somewhere that we'll know so well, we may be looking to find a vacation rental via Airbnb or find a hotel. And there's going to be always many different options, even if you filter it down by by some filters like pricing and uh, ratings, etc. But still, there's always a question, what is that location like for that specific place? And it's, it's very hard to figure it out or it just takes too much time of research or calling friends to figure out what is that location like in a place you don't know too well. So we try to bring up those that information in a way that can be understood in just mere seconds. So we analyze a lot of data about people's interaction with the place and we can visualize it as heat maps, which are the best areas for nightlife or sightseeing or shopping or, or eating out in any given place. We also have things like location scores, which can be added to any description of, a, let's say, Airbnb or hotel. I would describe if it's a superb location, 9.9 for sightseeing or if it's really good for shopping, etc. So this is what we call context. It, it's not itself the raw data that, okay, how many POIs or points of interest around there, but pretty much answering how interesting or how relevant the place is. And then who, who, who were your customers or who still are your customers mainly? Yeah. So when we started, we, we thought that this could be used in so many different sectors, but one that we felt was had an urgency element to it was the online travel and specifically the online booking 
sector. So when we're looking to book a hotel, we would like to do it as fast as possible and get the best option possible. And there is already a lot of improvements there in that space with reviews, uh, good photos, etc. But location is always somewhere that, you know, people would just tend to try to figure out if it's close to a city center, whatever that was. But not every city and not every place is good because it's near the center. Actually, in some cities, it's actually the opposite. You don't want to be next to the official city center. So try to answer that question and create those products specifically for clients like kayak, flight center, C-Vent, which does corporate events, etc. So it, it's in, in all those sites where people wanted to do a quick, smooth transaction of finding the best location, the best hotel, and doing it painlessly and not just get, doing the guesswork or spending hours doing research online. So that, that's, that, that was the reason we went into travel first. So sounds great. And, and I know the, the business was, was doing well and growing and, uh, you know, the team had grown and then all of a sudden no more travel. Yeah. So, so tell yeah. us, put it, put, yeah. a, put us in your shoes when this was happening. What um, I know many listeners must. You know, a lot of people out there listening probably work at startups or have startups and they, you know, they think they're, they've been through dramatic experiences. But I, I, I think you, you have a story to tell that kind of tops a lot of them. So what happened? Yeah. Well, actually COVID was a second major setback and that, uh, you know, it, it's doing a startup. It's always a bit of roller coaster and you always have up and downs. Sometimes you have those happening even within the same day or just with a difference of a few hours. A few months pre-COVID, we had a major change of, of how we were operating because we were trying to sell primarily to the top players in the online travel space. And after what we did not realize is how long the sales cycle could be because of a number of reasons. Uh, management changing changes that are very frequent in these big companies and also attempts by the big companies to borrow your ideas, your concept, try to rebuild it in-house and all the contractual issues, etc. And the, the first hit we had was a few months before when we realized that we cannot continue that approach and we had to shift the way we do business and try to target the mid-segment which we realized we will not have that those issues and that's a very lengthy sales cycle and decision making with too many parties inside a big corporation. And when we started doing that, it was we had to reprofile the, the whole way we we're doing things. You know, we had to kind of rebuild the whole sales process and the, the strategy, etc. And uh, as you say, just when we we're getting some traction and success there that we could see that we have a repeatable model and it was working well and uh, obviously there were things to fine-tune we actually got to break even in february 2020 also in the first of march we already actually doing quite well and we had a clear trend of growth and then on the starting from the 15th of march we saw in just a couple of days how the traffic of our clients dropped to by over 90% a drop in traffic. Since our business is a transaction based, so we would charge customers based on the traffic amounts they had. I mean, the visitors they had to their site. That was very steep. It was kind of a shock, but as usually happens with these things, you don't really realize how hard you have been hit uh, immediately. The first kind of thoughts were, wow, this is really never seen something like this. Second thought was, well, how long is this going to last? We had no, no immediate here or we're not scared immediately that okay this could kill the company 
But it was in the back of our mind that if this is going to last for long, what do we do? We were actually planning to do a second race, another race of funding round after we had broken even and had our uh, traction in place. But all of those plans went down the drain with COVID. So we lost most of the range. So the first step we took when we saw that some clients started canceling, practically within a couple of weeks, we started seeing like tremendous fear from the trial company. So, I mean, what what were your customers saying? Were they contacting you and saying, look, we need to turn it off? We need to cut costs? Yeah, so, so, yeah exactly. So we, uh, we started getting requests, okay, we're kind of stopping things, old third-party services, until this situation is clear. For some companies, it took a bit longer. Other companies that probably are, were more hardly hit because of whatever cash situation had or the revenue model, it was pretty pretty quick. When we saw that happening, we actually spoke to a couple of clients and asked them, well, what if we just charge you much less because of COVID? We understand the traffic went down. You're not making any business. You're actually losing money. And when we saw that some customers reacted well to that, so we started offering really good discounts, which we adjusted for every specific customer for COVID. Inside, that was a pretty good call because we have kept most of our customers with us. They're very, to my understanding, they're very happy and, and grateful that they had this very discounted price so they didn't have to switch off the service and change things. However, we did fortunately lose a few customers because it was inevitable. Some of the companies that were in trial are no longer there anymore. So it's been a very, very hard time. And, and were you scared your Avuxi was going to die? I mean, what, what, this must have been a dramatic drop in, in revenue. Yeah, yeah. For us, well, if, if we lose another 90% of, tra- of traffic, we did lose close to 90% of our revenue. That was very tough. So we had to reduce the team. Obviously, we, we had issues. Then, unfortunately, after a few months, our CTO also decided that this is unforeseeable. How long is this going to take? Life goes on. It's been a very tough ride on a roller coaster all these years. And this was a bit too much. So we also... Not only we lost revenue and some clients, we also lost the team and I was the CTO. So it was a very tough time. There was a lot of personal thinking about this that, well, what to do is it, should we just close the company? It was, it's, it was really close in that sense. But I always had the belief that, I mean, humanity by its nature has always been traveling and everything we have in the world now is due to people traveling even when it was a very difficult times to do so when there were no airplanes and, and you know people travel with just sailing across oceans so uh it's an intrinsic part of human nature so for me it was more of a question what can we do to weather this storm and survive so that we could continue operating later once that decision was taken uh more often on a kind of a personal side it was so much easier to to take next steps. It hasn't been an easy thing, but I, after a few months, we found a suitable new CTO. We got some new clients, regardless of what. The when situation. when when did customers start coming back, and who who were these customers? These were new customers, or these were people you already had relationships with, or and yeah, we we had a couple of customers that stopped, 
and then they came back. We started from with a smaller reduced rate and service package, but that make us, made us really happy in a sense that, you know, if the client that had to stop and then comes back because it means that they really appreciate the sure. cost and they found it very useful. And um, that, that was a very boost of confidence and I'm very grateful for that. Then there were actually a number of new clients that were thinking the same, smaller ones. Companies that thought, okay, this is not gonna last forever and this is a perfect moment for us is we are not stressed with the operational burden of managing things, uh, trial is stopped. Why don't we invest into improving what we have and creating some new services? And there was a, a few interesting cases that came this way. Some of these are about to launch or will be launching soon, now that the summer is almost here. So it will be interesting to see how it, it plays out. Okay. Well, I mean, you should talk about, I know I know you kind of shifted focus towards the real estate industry and launched a product for the real estate industry. How, I mean, tell us a bit about that. That was reusing the same technology for a different focus or this was a new focus? Or? Yeah, yeah. This is, it's something we always wanted to do. Actually, we played with it before. We had a couple of clients that in the real estate space that were using our location context to enrich the information they had about on their portals, but it wasn't our focus. So, and uh, definitely there is a, a difference. But uh, before I describe that, I would just say that when I realized that this trial is going to be stopped and nobody knew is it going to be three months, six months, one year or more. Yeah. Now we see it's been over a year and there's still some uncertainty. One thing I realized then is that was a pity we haven't had the opportunity to do more for the real estate sector before because it would have given us a pretty good leverage. And what I realized shortly after COVID started is that there's going to be a very a huge shift in the sector towards the digitalization for a number of reasons. I mean, uh, obviously, COVID has been hard. It brought a lot of crisis and unemployment, a lot of people, but everybody has got to live somewhere. And what I realize is that there's going to be, regardless of the lockdowns and the crisis and so on, uh, there's going to be a lot of shifting around of people. First, those people who realize that they don't really need to sit in the center of the big city and being locked in a small apartment when they can do their work from somewhere nice. Then other people who would just move around and they will have to get rid of their apartments or find a new place to live. This shift uh, started happening. And then there was the, the other part, which is which was one of the reasons we did not uh, enter the real estate sector earlier was that real estate companies were very, very kind of slow moving and very traditional. Sure. And with COVID, they just realized that they have to get digital and if they want to stay competitive, they have to improve things. And we have seen a major shift and change in direction up to the higher levels in pretty much every real estate company we've been looking at on improving their digital presence, on communicating better the information they have about uh, their properties, also the real estate agents, and also a change in consumer behavior. So less and less people, also because they were in lockdown, they could not do that freely. Less people would go to visit an agency so they would have some viewings in apartments. Everything was done over the internet. Even as far as some very conservative companies here in Spain have recently started selling apartments online where you can make a down payment of a thousand euros online without actually going to see apartments. Uh, this was something that a year ago we would not have imagined, imagined that would happen. 
So in that sense, for whatever it's related to digitalization of location data and location context, this has been a very interesting year. Well, fantastic. I mean, great, great example of perseverance and uh, not giving up and, and repositioning. So, but of course, you are still also serving the travel market. What do you see there? Is it recovering? Is it, do you see, have you seen, has there been the same sort of process of people kind of investing in their digital presence to try to, you know, offer a better digital service? And, and is, has that been good for you or is it still too early or what, what, what are you seeing? Yeah, I see it feels right now. Okay. We are at the end of May and I see much more positive attitude, especially coming from the U.S. where more people have been vaccinated, where there has been more freedom of movement already for a while. So U.S. has been growing really fast in the, in the past few months in terms of, okay, there is still people working from home, et cetera, but there's so much more people going around booking hotels, et cetera. So we see, we, we see that increase. It's still early to say that because there's a lot of issues with free travel cross border. So it's mostly in, in, uh, in country. Right. Situation, but there is some framework that I understand is being put in place and some procedures that are making it easier. So we do see an increase. And we're also noticing that there is more companies. Some of them we have been speaking to during COVID or before COVID. And now all of a sudden we're getting surprised with companies reaching in. Hey, we had this conversation back in time and now we'd like to come back to it. So in terms of understanding product and the importance of location context, I also see a very positive shift here. Because similarly to what happened to real estate, it's happening in travel. So I feel much less the need to evangelize why this is important and uh, teach people that, yeah, just having a map with a pin on it is not enough. You want to be able to communicate your users, your potential clients, uh, immediately be trans- transparent with them in showing what's what are the good things and uh, what are the highlights of a specific location? So they don't have to do a research on their own. They, they will be grateful and make a faster decision. And that's really working really well right now. Fantastic. So so in that regard, I guess the future looks a bit brighter than for Vixi. So well done. Well done. It does look brighter. Yes. Uh, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed because we've survived four ways. I didn't mention this earlier, but we were hopefully already four times that things are picking up and now we're going to do and we are preparing some, you know, marketing and some sales campaigns then just to be hit with the reality that there's a new wave came down, a new wave of lockdowns and so on. And it's very, it's been quite frustrating because it's, it's hard to cope with it emotionally. And also it's very difficult to do a forecast if you don't know that a week later everything is going to be different. So I, I feel that is this, the, what's Still holding back many companies now. It's exactly that reason. So everybody had to learn to be very cautious uh, the hard way in the past year. Very, very true. Yeah, it is very difficult to plan. I guess. I guess the one good side is maybe now we'll finally, you know, see an end to the stereotype of the the investor who asks the startup for a, a five year plan or things like that. Where maybe now we've all accepted that you know, no, you, it's impossible to even plan what's going to happen next week. So maybe flexibility is called for. Well, I mean, it's a great story of of personal resilience, Alexis. I think I think you should be proud and that that you've managed to keep the business going. As you reflect back on it, what advice did you? Have 
know, if it, to anyone out there who's listening, who maybe you know has their own geo startup, what are your what are your thoughts? What what would you have done differently? What what would you recommend others do? Yeah, the thing is that there's no single truth. I've been reflecting about this a lot, and uh, because of COVID and confinement, had a lot of time on what could, should have been done differently and so on. Obviously, the we were not just victims of the circumstances, although this has been quite dramatic. But also there were some mistakes, I think, we did in the past. But again, at the time, it's hard to see if it's a mistake because there's always a truth on, on both sides. For example, if we would have diversified our business earlier, we would not be hit so hard with COVID. We actually would have made probably a, a tremendous growth story because when we started developing the real estate product during COVID on the past few months, it, it takes time. So if we would have developed it before, we will have actually a niche that would grow faster than anything else. I could have compensated, but there's no way yeah, of knowing. Yeah, I don't it. think you can beat yourself up, and especially also as a tiny business with limited resources. You know, you have to focus. You can't you can't fight that many different battles. You don't have the resource. So that, that that's the thing. So at the point, that's what I say. That I know. I mean, it could have been a mistake or just bad luck. But uh, we we did follow the wisdom of if you are. A startup, you need to really focus on something very specific and uh, follow that path. But somewhere in, inside my heart, I always felt that there is all these other options and sectors that we are not serving because we're just too busy on this one. And uh, maybe we should explore more. But again, it's a question of resources. So uh, I totally agree. With small resources, you have to pick one battle at a time. And uh, we picked travel. And uh, <laughs> right, that almost killed us, but uh, here we are. Well, I can only speak for myself, Alexis, but I look forward to devoting a significant percentage of my of my spending to travel in in the future. I'm happy, I'm at the point where I'm I'm ready to go anywhere to do anything to talk with anyone. And we're hearing that a lot. Uh, we're hearing that a lot. Uh, believe me. So I'm really hopeful. I'm just uh, after. A, uh, like as I said, uh, four up and downs during COVID with the different ways. I'm just a bit reserved, keeping my fingers crossed. But it does look like, like this summer is going to be quite interesting. And there's a lot of pent up desire and demand of people really willing to, the, the moment they get the chance and some security just to travel. Sure. And, and, and not just to travel, but to, to see people again. And, and I know uh, many members of the GeoMob community are looking forward to having an in-person event again, and as am I. So, well, thanks for sharing your story, Alexis. Any any final comments? And and also, how can people get in touch if they're interested in learning more or they're interested in checking out the various Avuxi services? How should they how should they reach you? Yes, yes, that that would be great. I think the easiest way is just go to avuxi.com or just type in Google or any search engine top place in one word, top place. That will bring our products up. So we have live demos on our website uh, with worldwide coverage. You could see our demos for the product we have. It's just the first product, but there's more coming. The product we have for real estate which is quite useful. And then uh, we have several products for online travel, on, online booking. So it, it makes it much easier to find the right vacation rental hotel. Now that everyone wants to travel, I think that could be quite helpful. So we'll be happy to answer any questions if somebody's interested. And uh, we are always looking for collaborators and partners and, and 
companies that would like to use our services. So feel free to get in touch. Well, I encourage everyone in the GeoMob community to to have a look and have a play with the, the various tools. They're very cool. Also, aesthetically, very, very nice and interesting. Great example of taking the complexity of all the data that's out there and, and distilling it down and making it simple, which is which is very hard. So, and again, congrats to Lexus on on surviving what was a very dramatic year. And uh, I hope I hope we're nearing the end of the the COVID saga, and that that we can all once again explore the world and enjoy each other's company. And uh, yeah, congrats! Thank you very much. Ed. Pleasure being here. All right, bye. Bye bye. Thanks everyone for joining us today and listening to the GMO podcast. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the discussion. Please don't hesitate if you have any feedback for us or any suggestions for topics that we should cover in the future. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, if you're not yet on the mailing list, please do get on the mailing list where we once a month send out an email announcing future events, summarizing past events, and just generally sharing uh, events that you may find of interest. You can also, of course, follow us on Twitter, where our handle is geomob. You can follow Steven at Steven Feldman. You can follow me at Fryfogel. You can check out Mappery at mappery.org. And of course, if you need any geocoding, please check out my service, which is opencagedata.com. We look forward to you joining us again at a future episode and of course, seeing you at a future GeoMop event. Hope to see you there soon. Bye.